Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Thursday morning edition of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf here, sitting next to Zach Berman, a man who has uh, an extra pep in his step after everybody has pointed out on Twitter last night, a big game at Citizens Bank Park. The first pitch thrown out by your girl, Danielle Fischel. Congratulations. Topanga, for those who yes. don't know, uh, I received those messages. And it was crazy that you, you got to work today. You just floated through this window up, up on the, well, the no, top that, of this building. You're, I was pumped to come in and do the show air. with you. We didn't do a show yesterday. Mm. I've been because getting, you had to go to make sure you, you got there early to be front row to watch Topanga. No, I, well, I was doing work yesterday. Uh, but With Topanga. No, <laughs> no, not at all. I was at Eagles practice. Well, they didn't practice yesterday. I was at Eagle. I was in the locker room. I was at the press conferences. I was writing a story that you can find now mm. on allphly.com. I was doing some other work and eating uh, your cinnamon toast crunch. I missed. I missed doing the show with you. I've, I've been getting used to this this daily cadence. Mm. Right. It was a little shock to the system the first two weeks, and now I'm getting used to it. So then, when when we don't do a show. It's like, I, I need my bow fix. Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, we've got a lot to get to on this show. We're going to hear from uh, Zach about the news and notes from yesterday. We're going to have our second draft of the split teams. See if I can uh, repeat my performance in dominating that. And then we're going to hear from Brian Baldinger later in the show. Talk about the, uh, the domination that the Eagles have had along the line of scrimmage. But Zach, what is the, um, what is the feedback you have gotten from the people in your life over the Backseat Wawa parking lot fiasco. The feedback, honestly, is that I walked myself into it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's what my wife said, and and uh, like, what were you thinking, even bringing that up? Why? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just say you stopped at Wawa, you had breakfast, you got to the studio, you came and did the show, uh, you didn't have to, you know, and leave it to me, someone who doesn't like to share anything I personal. I'm I like the comment that said, you know, poor Zach, you know, he's he's on this, he's on two hours <laughs> sleep, you know, he's he's made the travel from Tampa, he gets subjected to this nonsense, and he's he's a plays along, he's a good sport. Yes, well, that's that's part of doing the show with you. Is uh, it was more of a shock to the system hmm. back in 2019 when we started doing a show together. Uh, but I thought it was weird that today that you just started changing out in the open. But <laughs> by 2021, 
I kind of got used to it. Last year, I, th- I, I think it was like, all right, there's, you're, you're a little too tough on me, Bo. <laughs> and now I'm kind of at the point where I'm leaning into it. We're, we're, we're leaning into the show. We're doing it. And so I say I just got to wear it and own it. Sometimes fire back and sometimes move on to football. All right. Well, let's move on to football for now because we do have a lot to get to. So uh, yesterday, Eagles back in action. As you said, they didn't practice. They had a walkthrough, but uh, you had a chance to talk to Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and some other guys in the locker room. What were sort of the the big takeaways? And I know you wrote about this on allphly.com. So one thing that, that, that jumps out to me is the way defenses are playing the Eagles that has caught attention. We heard in the first two weeks, the term unscouted looks. Mm. Uh, what I heard yesterday was exotic looks. Um, and that's, that's what Dallas Goddard said. He said the first three games of the season are the most exotic looks that they've seen and that he thinks they're going to see kind of more conventional NFL looks going forward here. Uh, it is true, you know, Nick Sirianni was asked about the, the amount of blitzing that they've seen so far. And he says he thinks that's the byproduct of the defensive coordinators that they face, not necessarily kind of how how teams have gone after them. Uh, depending on where you look, Jalen Hurts has seen the second most blitzes in the NFL this year after Justin Herbert. Uh, it's at it's at 51. Pro Football Focus has it at a, at a different number. Pro Football Reference has has 51. But by comparison, he was blitzed 32 times uh, through the first three games last season. Now, the, the thing that I, I want to emphasize here is that he saw almost the fewest amount of blitzes against Washington last year. I think he saw 10 total blitzes in two games against Washington. So if Washington comes out and they start blitzing, then you say, all right, this is how teams want to play them. If Washington kind of sticks to the way they've played the Eagles in the past, you say this is because they played against Bill Belichick and Brian Flores and Todd Bowles, which is kind of the way Nick Sirianni attributed it. Well, you do kind of wonder if how they chart it, because for Washington, it, they might not call it a blitz. This is a Jack Del Rio defense. They may call it a storming. But I think that's just <laughs> something to keep in mind. You had that one in the holster, <laughs> didn't you? It occurred uh, to me as you were talking yeah. about the charting. So, so the way, I mean, I, I think our, our listeners know this and our viewers know this, but I, I want to make sure everyone feels included here. The way it's charted is if five or more players rush the quarterback. Right. Sure. So, and then you'll get the, you know, a defensive coordinator may, or, you know, or a coach may object to that because it's, uh, you say it's a green dog or something like exactly. that, which is when there's a linebacker who, who comes in to fill because there's not somebody else in protection. Right. Exactly. Or there's so, somebody, there isn't somebody in protection. So that's like, uh, you know, the, the old expression that statistics, uh, you know, can be deceiving. Right. Um, they re- Sometimes they reveal. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so they're suggestive, revealing. And in, in any event. Topanga on the mind again. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that came to mind uh, yesterday. Uh, as far as injuries go, the three big injuries to watch, the guys who did not practice just, or who would not have practiced had the Eagles practiced, Justin Evans, Sidney Brown, and Quez Watkins. That Quez Watkins injury continues to linger. He's missed the past two games. We'll continue to monitor that. Alamni Zacchaeus played well uh, as the third receiver last week, and uh, you know Britton Covey's on the active roster, and they obviously elevated Devin Allen last week. Part of that was for, for kick return duties and – Boston Scott is back at practice. But I want to emphasize the safeties here because the Eagles only have four safeties on the roster. And Sidney Brown and Justin Evans, both if they're both sidelined, uh, 
The Eagles will be undermanned there. Already have been undermanned. They've been using Sidney Brown to help in the slot. So that's something we can get into. And then just the last thing with injuries that I'll point out, Landon Dickerson's fine. I spoke to him yesterday. He's going to play Sunday. He would have been a full participant in practice. So nothing to be concerned about there. I know some fans were curious after he left the game with a knee contusion. So the safety thing is interesting because with no Avante Maddox, you're also down sort of your emergency safety. So if both of those guys can't go, I mean, you're talking about maybe elevating Tristan McCollum from the practice squad and seeing if, like, you know, Keely Ringo can yeah. take snaps there or Eli Ricks. Like, what do you do? Well, just what you said, right, is, is that I think this is where you try to cross-train someone hmm. like Ringo, like Ricks. There was, there was talk in the pre-draft process that Ringo might be, like, a safety long-term. I, I, I think... They, they obviously want to see him as an outside corner, but certainly something to watch. It's, it, they, they don't have a, a lot of depth there. And you mentioned Tristan McCollum, who, who they can elevate from practice squad. But today's practice report, today's injury report is going to be very interesting because Thursdays are usually a good indicator. Uh, if, if, if a guy's limited on Thursday, if, if they were out Wednesday, right. limited on Thursday, they're progressing. If they don't practice on Thursday, sometimes that can be a concern. So pay attention to those two. Well, especially a guy like Sidney Brown, yes. like a rookie. If he's not practicing, he's probably not going to play. Whereas like a Justin Evans, you could see potentially like sure. he could suit up and maybe just be the backup on game day. If you were somebody who had the Eagles keeping Kayvon Wallace on the 53-man roster instead of Mario Goodrich, I would say that the way that the first three weeks have played out would probably mean that you were correct in mm -hmm. retrospect because – they could use an extra safety and the guy who they kept as the backup nickel played one game and then was inactive all of a sudden. So I think if you were somebody like that, you could probably stake a good claim to having won that title. I don't know anyone like that. Mm. Oh, you're talking about you. Uh, oh, 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 I did okay. do that. But it no, always that comes back to Bo. Always. I know. Right? I was just I mean, saying as a general thing, I, had, I, I actually forgot that that, that, that Howie was Roseman sitting that way with his executive. I think it's more that way. Well, it's that way, and then you go right on 95 and go that way, right? So I think It's south closer is, to that way than it is to that no, way. No, south is that way. North is that way. West is that way. East is that way. No, that's south. Uh, <laughs> I got to figure out the orientation of the building. I think that's south. I think behind us is south, correct? Thank you. Chris, our ace social media man, tells us that behind that I was correct. We're going to need a compass to okay. really make okay. sure this is right. Uh, so Howie Roseman's sitting there in his office. He's got an executive of the award, uh, an executive of the I year award right. trophy. <laughs> He's an executive of the year trophy on his mantle that I, I, I know he has. I don't know if it's on his mantle, but I know he has it. And you're sitting here. That is south. That is east. <laughs> Look out the window. <laughs> Where's the river? The river will be east. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I got to figure out the orientation of the building still. Right? We're, th we're three weeks into this. But my interpretation based on uh, is I'm, I'm kind of in line with, with, with Chris here. Uh, <laughs> so Sound off in the comments <laughs> if you think that direction is south or that direction is south. Uh, in any event, you're saying that you know more about putting a 53-man roster together 
than Howie Roseman. The, the I think the Casey Tuhill fiasco uh, probably bears that correct. But okay. yeah, Speaking no, of, I don't think I know more, but I think that doesn't mean that they're right every single time. They're mm-hmm. prone to be incorrect sometimes. Sometimes correct. Uh, oh, you think everything they do because <laughs> the fact that they did it makes it right? No. Trading, uh, <laughs> trading a six for a guy who was drafted in the seventh round a Man, month prior are, and him never making the so team. That was hung, definitely a good move. You are so hung up on Kerry Vincent Jr. I'm just saying, you're allowed to get some stuff think, wrong. I don't think the Howie best Ro- general manager in the league probably is allowed to not be 100%. I think this was probably one very small <laughs> mistake. True. And by the way, watching that Cardinals-Cowboys game, Kayvon's making some plays. And Miro Goodrich is sitting on the bench after, when, your, they after when they need a slot receiver. So You are correct. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of me being correct, let's uh, move our attention to the draft, mm. Zach. And uh, after a, a resounding victory last week, we go ahead again with the uh, split squad draft. Now, we, we've been discussing whether we should rotate who goes first, whether it should be last week's loser who gets to pick who goes first. I think we should just stick with the rock, paper, scissors. Does if, that sound good? If you say so. All right, two out of three. Ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. My scissors beats your paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Your paper beats my rock. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Ah, uh, you know the scissors goes back, Boom. and I get the first pick, and I have no choice here but to uh, absolutely take Jalen Hurts uh, as, as the first uh, overall pick. I think there's uh, definitely a pretty big delta here between Jalen Hurts and Sam Howell. You don't have to draft Sam Howell. You'll just sort of get yeah. him. But what are, you, what are your general thoughts on Sam Howell? We've, we've talked enough about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I liked him better at North Carolina than in Washington. <laughs> um, wow, shots fired. Gosh. No, I, I think that he's... I, I thought the first two games he showed some promising signs. I thought week three was obviously a step back for him. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, I'm, I'm perplexed by the whole Sam Howell thing. For those who were not kind of chronicling Washington season last year mm. or following Washington season, they were going back and forth between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, they've handled this thing like, okay. like, a, like a, the rudderless franchise that they are. But Then they, they get eliminated. And in week 18, they play one game. They play Sam Howell. And it wasn't as if Sam Howell had like (laughs) seven touchdown Nick Foles performance. It was like a very below average game (laughs) from an NFL starting quarterback. But if you follow like what the Washington staff was saying there, it was as if Sam Howell had this performance that, that was like so good that you need to go into next. Year. And there are so many things that like they both can't be true. Like if if Sam Howell was so good in that game that he must be the starting quarterback before, then you should probably get rid of the coaching staff that let him sit for the first seventeen <laughs> yes, games, yes, right? Yes. Um, and if you were actually gonna you know take into account what his likely level is gonna be, you know you probably should. I mean, now Jacoby Brissett is probably a better quarterback than Sam Howell, but I understand you sort of you see what you can get. But yeah, the fact that they just handed him the job on a team that should have like a playoff caliber defense yeah. right and some interesting receivers to throw sure. too yeah it's a bit a bit of an odd situation yeah. now I, I will say eric Bieniemy's done done better there than scott yeah. turner <clears throat> and excuse me he's he's infused some life into that offense nonetheless uh not a big sam howell guy and i think maybe that's a team that was uh thinking that you see what you have here it's a good quarterback draft the top quarterback prospect is from Washington, D.C. Uh, perhaps that's you know a new ownership group. I know you're probably excited for that storyline. So 
we'll we'll see how that transpires. But I, I am I'm I'm not a a big Sam Howell guy going into the season. I actually I I, I think he can be okay. Uh, just from what I've seen, he he's not a disaster. Um, I think you know it's it's a three game sample, so the numbers are a little bit all over the place. But just to sort of run them down, he's 29th of 34 quarterbacks in EPA per dropback, uh, but 15th in completion percentage and 17th in yards per attempt. Uh, he's actually doing okay against the blitz, ninth in EPA against the blitz. He is holding the ball the 10th longest of qualifying quarterbacks. And then the one thing that uh, is sort of a uh, an outlier is that only Anthony Richardson has thrown a lower percentage of his passes at least 20 yards downfield than Sam Howell. So not not a ton of uh, big play hunting from from the ham man. From the ham man? Yeah, I don't know. Just coming up with a name. On he the doesn't eat. Steak Ham Sowell. Yeah. He only eats chicken. That's the only meat that he eats. Mm. Did you know that? What's the reason behind that? His his preferences. <laughs> okay. Well that's yes. that'll cover it then. Yes. All right. He, yeah. He's he's so I don't What's think the he reason eats behind that? That's what he decided. <laughs> I don't think he eats ham. I just think, from my from my research on him, he. Oh, only I'm saying ham because I'm I'm doing the 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 spoonerism. Ham sowel would uh, be if you flipped the. Oh, you see, I did not put that together. Oh okay. yeah, well that's on you. All right. Okay. <laughs> the spoonerism. All right, you get uh, you get two picks here. Zach. Okay, with the first pick, I'm taking Jamison Crowder. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to take Jamison <laughs> that Crowder. That was a joke. That's good. That was that's a joke. Good. No touch move. Uh you know, I was I was going to warn you there that I had a joke with the first pick, but well, it's always good to warn them that you have a joke coming. That's classic <laughs> okay. comedy behavior. Uh, so I am taking Lane Johnson. Okay. Okay. And I am taking Jordan Mailata. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. I don't like either of these Washington tackles very much, and I want to have uh, too strong tackles against against the edge rushers okay i think that's reasonable um i will return serve by uh i think you can make a case that uh both of these teams you're maybe a little bit less worried about the edge than you are the interior i'm going to take jason kelsey as my starting center okay um i am taking landon dickerson mm. as you've my learned your lesson guard. from last week after yeah. getting pummeled up front you have decided to uh, to make sure that you fortify your line of scrimmage. I respect that. Um, instead of just sort of chasing the fifth offensive lineman here, even though you will have a better offensive line, I'm going to make sure that I get the edge at wide receiver. I will take A.J. Brown. Okay. Uh, I just want to point something out to our, our listeners. And uh, in addition to this being a fun game for us to play, the exercise also kind of shows the two rosters. And we're dealing yeah. with teams here that – Last week in Tampa Bay, this week in Washington, they have inferior rosters. There's some weeks when that, that delta might not be as pronounced. I will say, and I pointed this out to you while we were in the – it's not even the green room, just in the office, that – The changing I, room. <laughs> I like every single position on the Eagles' offense better than Washington's. Like, the Eagles' depth chart is so much better on offense than, it, than Washington's. Yeah, it's it's uh, hard to ignore that. Yeah. Uh, the other beauty of this game, Zach, is that it allows us a sort of a natural opportunity to talk about the players that yes. we're drafting. So, uh, you know, if you have anything else to say about A.J. Brown, I think we're good on him. Yeah. But just as we move as we move along, it's, yeah, it's a Especially nice, when we draft Washington A well-designed yeah, yeah. game. Uh, so, I actually like Washington's wide receivers here. I'm not going to... 
I, I mean, if you took Devontae, it wouldn't be like the end of the world for me next. Uh, mm. Although I do think Devontae is better than both Washington's guys. But I'm going to take Landon Dickerson. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take Cam Jurgens um, okay. to make sure that I now have uh, two strong tackles, two strong guards. Uh, I'm going to end up with Gates at center at some point. Do I just get him or do I have to draft him? You have to draft him. Okay, so yeah. I will draft him at some point here. Uh, good story. No, I think I actually I want to talk to Baldy about this, okay. and so we don't have to talk about it too much. But I've been impressed with with Cam Jurgens through, yes. through the first three weeks. I think he looks very good. Agreed. And uh, Nick Sirianni said the same thing yesterday. And and uh, and one thing that stood out too is is like the power, the the size was supposed to be kind of the knock on Cam Jurgens, and that has not been an issue I found in, in watching them. Certainly, Brian Baldwin knows more there, and we'll hear from him. But through those through these first three games. I haven't watched it and been like, man, he's just overpowered by that defensive tackle. Yeah, and of course, like sort of the the Stoutland of it all, how they all move the same way, yeah. and yeah, they're not they're not missing assignments. It's it, it's 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 fun to watch. Uh, I do wish that like there we could get an actual line on uh, the game between the two of us and with these rosters, but there are other lines mm. you can get, and those are on DraftKings Sportsbook. We are back. With another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. What's the line on tonight's game, Zach? I was just pulling that up. Great minds think alike. Uh, the Lions are on, on DraftKings Sportsbook are two-point favorites over the Packers. In Green Bay? In Green Bay, Interesting. Yeah. I kind of like, uh, like the Packers there. But, so then uh, you might want to go with Green Bay plus 110 tonight. It's a two-point spread, and it's only plus 110? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code PHLY. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only. On DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code PHLY, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Zach. Uh, I will, in fact, uh, since you have this edge at the offensive line, I will take Devontae Smith and give my passing game a nice boost. It seems like we're, we're setting up for the, op, the inverse of the way things played out last week. And I still feel pretty good about things. So uh, I know that you can have more than two receivers on the field, and I don't want to uh, box myself out there because – I, I've learned from game theory here that if I took a different position, then you take Terry McLaurin or you take Most uh, likely. or you take Jahan Dotson, and I am, I'm in a tough spot. So I'm going to take Terry McLaurin here just to make sure that I have someone for Sam Howell to throw the ball to uh, for my team. Okay. You like a Terry McLaurin? I sort of go back and forth on whether I think he's overrated or underrated uh, because 
it's like everyone is always talking about how underrated he is. Yeah. Uh, because he's always played with bad quarterbacks, and like he is awesome. You know, he's he he's uh, sort of done better against Darius Slay than most opposing wide receivers over the past two years. But I also sort of think like if he was a super duper star, he might be able to you know overcome those those bad quarterbacks. I see your point there. I I think that he's kind of I don't want to say hit his ceiling. Mm. I think he's a good productive wide receiver who maybe like this is this is what he is. Right. Um, which is he's already is, like twenty eight, which right? is really good. Yeah. Uh, now, quick Terry McLaurin Eagles story is I think back to the owners meetings twenty twenty two when Jeffrey Lurie was talking about the JJ Ortega Whiteside pick, mm. uh, and it was between Ortega Whiteside and Paris Campbell, and he he said that. Um, uh, and of, of course, we all missed the obvious pick, and we thought he was going to say DK Metcalf, mm. and instead he says Terry yeah. McLaurin. Uh, I, I thought that was, and I think that's because Metcalf was medically red flagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, interesting. Uh, all right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take one. What I think is one of the biggest uh, deltas in this matchup, and that is tight end. Mm. Give me Dallas Goddard. Uh, so now I have the Eagles' top three receivers and the Eagles' quarterback. We're going to have to figure out the offensive line, but I feel pretty good about Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And that's who I was considering going with here. Uh, And so I need to make sure that I take Jahan Dotson here just to ensure that you don't add that your passing game is not A.J. Devontae Dotson and Dallas Goddard. Uh, And that's for longtime listeners. You can appreciate that. Hmm. I'm still not at Professor Selman's game theory level, but I'm getting better. Um, okay. Now I go back and forth here. Uh, I am going to pivot to the defense and I think the move here is that while, uh, there are some, there are some like mega horses inside. I think the, the big difference at an important position is give me Darius Slay. Mm. Um, I'm not worried about your passing game, but I'm especially not worried if I if I have Darius Slay here. I think that Darius Slay, uh, and this is probably one of like the two or three things I've ever been wrong about in my entire life, um, was was sort of the Darius Slay trade and how things have played out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think who who liked that move. Not, not you. You didn't love it. I liked it. Well, you can't just be tepid on everything and then take credit for it. I, I mean, this uh, is all documented, by the way. You can go back and, and, and read. And I actually think back in 2020, uh, you and Shio Kapati, our, for, for our former co-host, well, were, I mean, he, Darius were ripping conti- on the move. He continues to beat the odds. He continues to uh, not if age, you saw, not age if you saw better. Way. Well, you know, those are not the odds. The, the okay. odds have, have uh, played out well for him. Uh, but I continue to be very impressed. I think he's playing at a very high level. Um, and this is a guy who's he's 32 now. You sort of expect the drop-off to come. He's like one of the only two starting cornerbacks in the league that old, but I think he's still, he looks very good right now. He's playing at a high level. Agreed there. Uh, we have Baldy coming up in a, in a few minutes here. I'm sure this, this name's going to come up. Uh, I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. DeAndre, really? Swift. DeAndre Swift is number two in the league in rushing, even though he only had one carry in week one. So he's averaging over, uh, what, six yards a carry. He's been outstanding for the Eagles. I have this offensive line that he's running behind. If you think that it's, it's a product of the Eagles' offensive line, then I, I do need offensive playmakers. Swift is up there. Uh, and real quick, I have a question for you because this, this was actually the first question in Nick Sirianni's press conference yesterday, uh, which, which was, what did you make of Kenny Gainwell being on the field in the fourth quarter? DeAndre Swift's last carry came with about 
two and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and then they actually had, a, had that long drive, and it was all Gainwell. The, anything to it, in your opinion? Yeah, I think the game was out of hand, and you might as well rest the guy who has a bit of an injury history. I, I thought there was, this was like much ado about nothing. What about you? Yeah. Now, the if it's the injury history thing, that's 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 one thing. If 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 it's more that they view it like Kenny Gainwell's more trustworthy, we keep hearing that that he he can play in those situations, can secure the ball. Uh, just something to think about with the roles going forward. I think it's very clear DeAndre Swift is is. Uh, an electric running back. I mean, some people thought that when they traded for him. Um, some people are just learning it now. But um, <laughs> that DeAndre Swift gives them a different gear and that uh, the more he's touching the ball, the better. All right. Uh, I think the fact that you've, it's, this, it's like you've used a, a high-round pick on a running back, I think that may come back to bite you uh, in the end, especially because I'm going to take the best player on either team. The player who, through three weeks, is uh, an absolute stud. Give me Jalen Carter. Uh, I know that both teams here have very good defensive tackles, uh, but with a chance to take the the the, arguably the best player on either team, uh, I am very happy to do that. Okay. Uh, So then I'm I'm going to stick with the defense tackles here because I I I had a you know on my spreadsheet the defense tackles are deep and there are two really good ones on Washington. It's the strength of the team. It's a matter of taste. Last year, Deron Payne was outstanding. Uh, Jonathan Allen's a two-time Pro Bowler. Uh, Jonathan Allen has, has just been productive, real steady NFL player. Uh, and that is where I am going. When you look at, at Jonathan Allen, nine sacks in Very quickly, is it Jonathan Allen or is it Allen Jonathan? It's Jonathan Allen. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Allen, nine sacks in 2021, seven and a half sacks in 2022 uh scheme versatile real good player respected figure in the locker room around the league uh i i feel strong i mean about having jonathan allen what's he ever what's he ever won national championship <laughs> in college what's he ever won uh, okay. the term ever does include okay. college so why don't you just take stetson bennett i don't know oh <laughs> First off, Stetson Bennett's not eligible for this game. I understand. And second off, there's there's a number of players in here who have won. Okay, well, you're going to have a, a, an issue covering my guys if I can give Jalen Hurts any time because I'm, I'm taking James Bradbury here. Okay. Uh, I think a, an, a, an extra delta here between uh, the cornerbacks. You've got... Uh, I mean, have you not seen you're, you're Emmanuel Forbes up, play? Yeah, you're going to end up with your boy uh, who's uh, 145 pounds, but that's okay. I feel good about Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Why don't you do one more pick and then we'll... Uh, Start to get to Baldy, and then we can finish this on the on the back end. All right, I'm going to take Deron Payne, um, and I'm I'm, I'm going to have two strong defensive tackles in the middle. That's the strength of Washington's roster. Payne, uh, you saw it in his contract, big time player for them, and uh, I I like the Allen Payne combination, and I think this is the tough. This is going to be a real tough test for the Eagles this weekend. All right, well. Uh, what, what if that this was a real game that you could go to? Well, if it was, you could probably buy tickets if you wanted to. You would want to see these teams in action. And if you wanted to just sort of wait until the last minute, game time would hook you up. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of the seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that good stuff. 
And the proof is in the pudding. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. That's one extra tap than you get from uh, Mac Jones if you're playing against him. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, do we have, uh, do we have Baldy? All right, let's let's bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, for the second time on the PHLY Eagles podcast. Very pleased to be joined by Brian Baldinger. How are you, Bo? Uh, Zach, it's good to be with you. I'm doing great. I'm just uh, sitting in my film room here watching Keenan Allen torch the Vikings at this moment, but uh, certainly turning my attention to Sunday's afternoon game at uh, Lincoln Financial. Can you sort of like paint the picture of, of the film room for us? What, like how, how football guy are your surroundings in there? Um, you know, I don't decorate. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Um, over here, when Steve Spagnola was out of football for a year before he went to Kansas City, he used to be here every Monday. I got his, uh, his cover three over here on my whiteboard on this side. I've got a bunch of football sayings over there. I got the schedules up. I've got all the things I got to do on that one. It's a lot of whiteboards. A lot of whiteboards kind of draw some plays up, see some things uh, each week that I've never seen before, kind of put them up there and kind of revisit them. So it's just kind of – it feels and smells a little bit like football here, guys. What's the best football saying? Um, slow to your nose, Zach. Slow to your nose. Like it's just uh, – it's, it's really a philosophy that all linebackers share – like the worst thing you can do is just be too fast, overrun plays, you know, like like say, you know, maybe like what Denver did last week when they gave up 70. They weren't slow to you know last week. They were just slow, like in every phase. And that's why they one of the reasons why they gave up 70 to the Miami Dolphins. I think when I think of slow to you know on the Eagles at the moment, and this is not where I was planning on starting with you, Baldy, yeah. but it feels like that's a, a very good description of the way that Reed Blankenship is playing right now uh-huh. at safety, uh-huh. right? Um, I, I know that, that you have, have watched him. It seems like, you know, for a second-year player who was undrafted, he sees things very clearly. Well, his interception against Baker last week, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a cover two. He's an half-field safety on the other side of the field, but – he really doesn't have any action over there. And so it's three receivers. He gets the over route coming over. Like Baker never saw him, and he came and jumped the play. But I saw the same – I saw him do it well, – uh, well, when I was – when Cleveland was scrimmaging the Eagles, I saw him pick Deshaun Watson twice in a red zone offensive drill. And he does have instincts. And, you know, look, the Eagles have struck gold with a number of free agent safeties over the year, Rodney McLeod. I mean, you go through the guys – like, if they're hard to draft, um, you can time in free agency. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes you just got to give guys a chance. And maybe they didn't test real well coming out of college or run as fast as you want them to run. But Reed Blankenship makes this defense better. When he isn't in there, when he was hurt, they weren't as good in the middle of the field. Talking about a position where the, where the Eagles seem to found some, where they seem to find something, uh, is, yeah. is obviously running back. DeAndre Swift is second in, in the league right now. In, in rushing yards, but I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, how much of this is the way DeAndre's rushing and how much of it is that offensive line in front of him opening up holes, even against the top run defense in the league? 
Yeah, it's both, Zach. It's both. Uh, DeAndre's a good back. I mean, he's, he's, he's quick to the hole. He's quick through the hole. Um, he might have gotten a few runs like that in Detroit over the last few years. They've gotten better up front. Um, but honestly, I could teach you the run game in 10 minutes. It's not complicated. It, they basically ran four plays the other day out of various formations, and they just execute. I mean, there's still nobody better in the perimeter or chase the linebackers than Jason Kelsey. Um, you know, Dickerson and Mulata are dominant. Lane is even playing more physical than he has played right now. And Cam Jurgens has been really good. I mean, he's going up against Vita Vea inside on Sunday, and that's one of the reasons why they've been a dominant defensive front against the run. He didn't have any problem moving them out of the way. So they were really good up front against a good defensive front. Um, but DeAndre Swift has his skill set. And the only thing that has really ever slowed him down, Zach, going back to Georgia, was just injuries. And if he can stay, you know, relatively injury-free, I don't know if he can run for 300 yards every two weeks right now. I mean, I don't expect that. But he's going to be at the top of the leaderboard uh, when the season's over if he can, you know, keep anywhere near this pace he's at right now. You talked about Cam Jurgens there, Baldy, and, and I'm curious your opinion of him through through these first uh, three weeks. Obviously, making the transition from center to guard, you worry about the size a little bit. It seems to me that uh, he's obviously holding up well there, and you know, fulfilling the Stoutland goal of making sure that everybody is sort of moving in concert with each other. Well, I remember talking to Lane Johnson about him. You know, once you know uh, Isaac Samalo signed in Pittsburgh and. They were probably, you know, going to play Cam at guard. I asked him if he was concerned about just, you know, going for Brandon Brooks and Isaac Sayamalo, just size-wise, you know, into Cam Jurgens, who's built more like a center. And he said he wasn't concerned because of how strong he was. He thought he might be one of the strongest, if not the strongest guy on the team, you know, just from a, just a power standpoint. And that's what you see from him. I mean, he's, he runs through his players. He's excellent on the move. Uh, he plays with good leverage. He did it center. Uh, he moves bodies. And that's what you've got to be able to do in the run game is there's some teams that can kind of just stretch you, like some team like maybe Miami does. They'll stretch you out and find the daylight. The Eagles, are, are they'll run that play, but they like to get physical and move the line of scrimmage. And Cam so far through three weeks has been able to do that. Shifting to the passing game, the Eagles have, have seen a lot of blitzing through these first three weeks. Uh, is, is that the byproduct of these defensive coordinators that they're seeing? Or do you think this is how teams want to try to stop Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense? Well, that's what Ty Bowles have been doing, Zach, you know, in his first three weeks. You watch him in the games, like he's been blitz happy. And that's kind of his MO anyways. And so, you know, some, you know, it's like the old saying, like sometimes you get the bull and sometimes the bull gets you. It can work both ways, but – that's who he is. Um, Wink Martindale, that's who he is. If you go and look at what Baltimore's doing, that's what they do. And then some teams, it's just a, a game planning thing, like Jim Schwartz in Cleveland. It's strictly a game planning thing. And so you got to be ready for all of it. I think teams will always play Jalen different than whatever four games, you know, stretch they've studied. Like if Washington's getting ready for Philadelphia this week, you know, they've seen Josh Dobbs, who's not bad running. They, you know, they, they saw – Josh Allen last week, they didn't seem to pay much attention to him, and he chewed him up. So I would think that this week, like, they would pay a lot more attention to Jalen Hurts, his ability to either scramble or design runs, um, you know, because you have to account for him. Otherwise, he's going to hurt you. 
Baldy, you had the um, the clip on your on your Twitter uh, earlier this week, and everybody should obviously follow Baldy um, there um, about uh, the, the the few times where Jalen is sort of bailing from the pocket. Still, um, you know, I think this was a better game for him than we saw the first two weeks. But uh, what is your level of concern there? Uh, is there any concern, and, and how do you sort of see him in the offense moving forward? Well, I'm not concerned, Bo, only because I think he recognizes it too. And it's it's you know every game, every year, it's it's a fine line. It's a dance. Like he stays in there and he hits Zacchaeus on the touchdown. Like he could have easily bailed on that play. He had pressure, a lot of different color. It was a dirty pocket, but he stayed in there. He took a hit from Shaq Barrett. Like he got wiped out, but he delivered the ball by being patient. And then a couple of times in, in, in the first two games as well, like I feel like the pocket is good. And it's just a question of, okay, the back's coming to pick up a blitz like they had to do a couple of times the other night. Um, Maybe there's a little color, but here comes Landon Dickerson to help out, you know, and to help. And so there's just a balance between really trusting it and being patient in the pocket. Because if you stay in the pocket, you can see the whole field. As soon as you move, like he did on a couple of occasions the other day, you're either cutting the field in half or your receivers could be on the other side of the field and you have nothing and you end up just throwing the ball away. I mean, that happened in the Super Bowl to him, you know, so – I think he recognizes it. I think Brian Johnson recognizes it. I don't think anybody's going to panic about it because he makes a lot of good plays out of the pocket. But I know as an offensive lineman, you know, playing for guys like Randall, sometimes you wish he would just stay right there and just trust that we're going to give you a good wall or a good pocket so that you can do your dirty work from there. I think Monday's game is going to be remembered as like the, the Jalen Carter game from a national perspective. He, 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 he looked so good in, the, in, in that game. Spinning this forward, is this what you're expecting on a week-to-week basis? Are, are, are you surprised by Jalen Carter's instant production? And, and is, is there more for him this season? I'm surprised, Zach, only because typically rookie defensive linemen have to go through growing pains. I mean, you go – you go look at Aaron Donald, his rookie year. Look at them all, Chris Jones. Look at all these guys that are dominant right now. And they didn't have, like, they didn't step on an NFL field and just dominate. But then there's really just, I don't know how many players in this league have the base and the power and the balance that Jalen Carter has. I mean, he's just incredibly powerful and he's got unbelievable balance and he can just run through big bodies. And that's what he did on the on the on you know on the safety the other night. Um, and then what I didn't realize is just you know he's a pretty advanced pass rusher, Zach. Like he like a lot of guys come in with that kind of power, they just want to run right through you, and that's all they got. And then they got to develop an array of moves. But you've seen an arm over, you've seen a swim, you've seen a club. Like he's got he's got an idea about how to rush a quarterback. And so it's been I'm not going to say meteoric rise from week one to week three. But if he stays on this arc that he's on right now, he's going to be one of the better interior defensive linemen in this league real soon, if, if he isn't already in that uh, conversation. What, what is your theory, uh, Baldy, on, on why it is that usually, uh, unlike Jalen Carter, defensive tackles tend to take so much time? Well, because the college game is just so different, Bo, than the NFL game. I mean, nobody plays the fullback in college. Nobody runs really power football plays. A couple teams in the SEC might run real power football like you see in the NFL. Um, you know, just the, the side, like, you know, if you if Jalen Carter's going against Vanderbilt, they don't have any NFL players. 
You know, um, if he goes up against Alabama, you're going to see some guys are going to play in the NFL, but not all of them. Like you're just seeing, you know, you go up against Cody Mock the other night, you know, the guy's a legit NFL offensive guard. You go up against Tristan Worfs and some of these guys. I mean, you're going up against much bigger, stronger players. And now you got to figure out how to beat those big, strong guys up front and the schemes. And you can get pressure, but the quarterbacks are elusive or the ball comes out fast. And so it's just, or you're getting trapped or you're getting whammed. You know, all these things that you don't typically see in college, you're seeing the NFL and then, okay, then how do you learn that if you have limited practice time, limited preseason reps, all that stuff that everybody's, you know, trying to figure out, like it doesn't look like there's much of a learning curve for them right now. If, if we could spin this forward to the Washington game this this weekend, because we were talking about that before you came on, uh, it seems just the Eagles roster is significantly better, especially offensively, than Washington's. But we, we also saw Washington come into Philly last year, win that game, yep. slow it down. Play, you know, uh, they ran the ball on them. What are you expecting uh, Washington to do, and what stands out about this commander's roster? Well, you know, last year, Zach, it was a good point. Last year, the Eagles were 8-0, and they're rolling. And Washington comes in there, and Brian Robinson has a good game, and they convert third downs, and all the stuff they did to play keep away, and they win the game. You know, and literally the next day, and Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph were here. Like they said, okay. And they went from a four man front to a five man front, and they just changed their whole defense after that game. Well, they're much better. I think they're the deepest team, Zach, at defensive tackle in this league, because you've got Jordan Davis and Fletcher, you've got Marlin, and you've got, you know, Jalen. Like they're, you know, you got Milton, like you're, they're loaded at defensive tackle. That's not a question now. They don't need to go out there and look for the, you know, the waiver wire or who's on the street to go bolster that they're, they're built big inside. So, but they're better than Washington on both sides of the ball. I mean, Buffalo had 15 quarterback hits and nine sacks last week. Um, they destroyed them up front. Uh, they beat them from the linebacker blitzes. I mean, they, and Sam Howell struggled as a result, and he throws the four interceptions. And we hadn't seen that type of play from him in his three previous starts. They're just bigger, better, and better coached up front. You could put Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Jonathan Allen and Drop Payne. They're, they're good players. I don't think they're great as a group. Um, they, they can do some good things, and they can harass your quarterback and – you know, before last week, they had 10 sacks and 20 quarterback hits. They were doing some good things to Denver and Arizona. But when they go up against a really elite offensive line like the Eagles, I don't think you'll see those kind of numbers or that type of impact. All right. I've, I've got one more for you, Baldy. As we, uh, Zach and I are doing this draft here, would you rather have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard or – Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, and Cam Jurgens. I know you're an offensive lineman. Would you rather have the Eagles passing game weapons and quarterback or the four of the five big uglies up front? No, I'll take the uglies all day. <laughs> give, me, give, give me that group up front. Um, they're, it, they're, it's an elite group. Um, and don't leave Jason Kelsey out. Because uh, I don't know how he does it. I have no idea. Oh, the, 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 I should have said that Jalen Hurts and the and the weapons they have Jason Kelsey. Oh, they get Kelsey. The leader. Oh, they get Kelsey the deal. All right. I'm still taking the uglies. As good as Kelsey <laughs> and Jalen are, um, I'm I'm still going to take the uglies because I feel like you can plug a lot of other players in at the, a lot of other those positions, and they'd still be really good. 
My last question for you real quick. Big Saturday night for you. Duke versus Notre Dame. How do you see that game going? It's unbelievable, Zach, honestly. I mean, college football game day is at, at, is at Duke. Like, I expect Coach K to be there on the set, you know, with that group. I mean, I, nobody in their wildest imagination would ever expect uh, Duke to be in this situation 4-0 and what they've done. But, you know, Notre Dame could have easily won that Ohio State game last week. Um, you can't put 10 men on the field. If they play 10 men defense, then I'm, I think the, the Dukies are going to take them if they just line up with 10 men. I think Duke is going to take them. Otherwise, I think Notre Dame is just too deep and too fast right now for Duke. Although, if they pull this upset off, they're going to climb into the top 10, maybe the top five. And, um, you know, I don't know what – I don't know. Like, Duke's never seen football like this in half a century. Ever since you. Yeah. Yeah. Way before me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Baldy, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, the last time, I think Duke was really good at football. Maybe maybe when Spurrier was there for a couple of years. But you might have to go back to Sonny Jurgensen. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, BaldyNFL. I'm not calling it X. I'm, I'm sticking with Twitter. Uh, Baldy, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, Bo. Take care, Zach. Enjoy the game. I'll see you on Sunday. I'll be down there this Sunday. Look forward to it. Oh, great. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right. Before we move on, I just want to clarify real quick. The when I said ever since you, that was a compliment to him as a player, not a not an age reference to when he said they haven't been good in a half century. Oh yeah, so, okay. I got that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I okay. thought so. You want to text him an apology? <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I think that's good. And maybe you know one day they'll make a uh, a Brian Baldinger bobblehead. If they were going to do that, it'd probably be from Foco. Because Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It is the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. Overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use promo code PHLY for 10% off. All right, Zach, it's, uh, it's over to me now mm. as we continue the split squad draft here. And I could sort of lock in a dominance at one position, but I feel like there's not a huge difference between the club of the options. I am going to go ahead and take what I think is a, a big delta, a guy that Baldy talked about. Slow until you know. Give me the milk check. Give me Reed Blankenship at safety over, uh, over this, this group of uh, commander's safeties. Who I, I know that, that like, commander's fans really love Cameron Curl. Yes, I was about they, to say like, that. They, they, they get very angry for like, disrespect yes. of Cameron Curl. I think Cameron Curl is, like a, is a, just a, a totally fine player. It was not, not special. Okay. Well, I, I actually like a Cameron Curl. Okay. And I'm going to take a Cameron Curl wow, here. Wow. Okay. Uh, Cam with a K. That is for the for those who are keeping track of our teams. Mm, curl with a C. Curl with a C. So yeah, I I think Cam Curl's underrated, and I'm happy to have Cam Curl as part of Team Zach Berman. Okay. I'm going to take the uh, player who you said potentially is the best player on the Eagles through the first three weeks. Uh, I'm hoping that this will break your heart to some degree and maybe send you into a spiral uh, as we finish this draft. Give me your boy, the computer man himself, Josh Sweat. 
so what's interesting here is that in my edge rankings, I have sweat and sweat, and I don't know which sweat I have ranked higher. Mm. Um, I presume it's Josh, but Montez is a good one here. Uh, the the edge rushers in this game are are good. I I, I think both teams have good edge rushers. That's why I have waited on it, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, at some point, Hassan Reddick needs to get a sack here, um, but. I think I'm going to go with Chase Young. Really? Been, no, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick. I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick because I, I don't want to be locked into all these commanders' defensive players, mm. and I already have their defensive line. So give me Hassan Reddick, who I drafted high last week, who very well might come out against you this. You were smoking before the show? I drafted him high last <laughs> week. No, I, I, I didn't say I was high last week. So you week, drafted right? him when you were high. I definitely did not say that, though. Uh, against your, I mean, you're going to have Wiley and Leno as your tackles? Please, give me Hassan Reddick. Well, I don't necessarily need to have them as my tackles. Like, I've got other options. Um, I am going to go ahead and take uh, the better of the two commanders, edge rushers. I'm going to take Montez Sweat. Okay. Uh, give me the Sweat brothers. Josh and Montez. We are going to make you sweat. You're not going to make Landon Dick... Sweat till you can't no, sweat sorry. no more. You're not going to make Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata sweat. Well, I think Mailata will be doing a little bit of sweating. They're good there. Um, so I, 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 I really like a Chase Young. Um, but I, don't think I'm, I think I'm going to go with the best... Uh, the best... Oh. I was saying, I'm going to go with the best linebacker in this game. Is it Jamin? Jamon? You think it's Jamin Davis? Jamin Davis. Who do you think is the best linebacker in this game? I think none of them matter. Uh, I think Cody Barton is the one who's like on their field for them the most. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that, that Zach Cunningham played a very good game mm. last week. Um, um, so uh, well enough that I am not worried about that position. Yeah, but I'll no, let you make your, your call there. Uh, so I will go here with... I'm going to go with Chase Young. Okay. I'm, I'm going to round out my edge rushers, make sure you don't block me in there. And I got Hassan Reddick and Chase Young. Chase Young, former number two pick in the draft. I like him. Okay. Uh, I am going to go ahead and lock in uh, the, the top cornerback trio here. You haven't drafted a cornerback yet. Uh, and, and I don't really like this guy, but I'm going to take him just to hurt you. Oh, please don't say who Give I'm me Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Pick six Forbes. I like that, right? Uh, Emmanuel Forbes thought the toughest wide receiver he faced in college was. Me? No, Devontae Smith. Mm. Yes. That would make uh, sense. Yeah. I, I, I like Devontae Smith Forbes was like draft. a record-setting wide receiver. Yeah. So. But that's actually not who I thought you were going to take there. I thought you were going to take Kendall Fuller, mm. uh, who I, I've always liked to Kendall Fuller ever since he was at... Virginia? Virginia Tech. <laughs> yeah, he was a Hokie. Yeah. Along with the rest of the Fullers. Corey and Kyle and... Will? You know, well, Will is not part of their family, and Will went to Notre Dame, and Roman Catholic, which Just is right there. Fullers. Which is right... Th I passed Roman Catholic on the way here today. Okay. Yeah. Did Congratulations. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't it think came so. in that direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I always, yeah, I get here early. I see the Roman Catholic students uh, go walking to school there. Um, yeah, Zach. 
We've already, we're already sort of encroaching on the line with you and the student unions of college kids. If we're moving to high schoolers, we're going to have a real issue. I don't know what that means. No, I, I just meant, I, you see, as you pass by, you see them walking. You That's said it. you get here early so that you can watch the high school kids. That's not at all. That is not at all what I said. I think we're going to have to check the tape because oh, I said I get here that early. is certainly the way it's being, no, I, I, it's I being taken s- in the back. I didn't say so. I said and. Okay. <laughs> and I see them. As you're driving in a road, right. and you see them. Wooderson over here. Okay. <laughs> oh. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Davis to plug the middle of mm. my defensive line here. So now I got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Yeah, and I think that's Davis. a good that's, that is a That is a pick that uh, is a good one for you. Um, and I, I probably wish that I had taken him over Emmanuel Forbes. Wasn't sure you were going to do it. But that's okay. I've still got a couple good options at defensive tackle, and now I can wait on that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take – you know, it's interesting because you got to – you know, we got to factor in the injury situations here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the player uh, on either team who – is probably one of the standout guys in terms of his last name being an occupation and his first name being a name that you could definitely imagine being the name of someone who does that job. And that is Percy Butler, the okay. commander's the, safety. The backup safety. Yeah. He's their starter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Him and Forrest. Yeah. I like him better. Okay. You like Percy Butler at La Tech, didn't you? What's not to like? Athletic His name guy. is Percy, and he's a butler. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then I do not need to take a safety here. I do not need to take a corner here. Um, I know which ones I'm going to add here. Uh, I can't take a, someone in the front, on the defensive front, because I'm already locked in the five players there. Uh, I can take a center, but uh, yeah, I can take another wide receiver here. And now do you go with OZ, or do you go with Curtis Samuel? And... Mm. I'm probably going to go with... Uh, what about your boy, Jamison Crowder? I'm not going to take my boy, Jamison Crowder. That was a, a joke earlier. Um, I, I, I'd like... Um, do I go Davis here? Someone who, you know, a first-round pick fits my profile. First-round yeah. pick out of Kentucky. Do I go with... Uh, you know, I, I, I will go Curtis Samuel. Okay. Ashil Kapati, a favorite. Ashil Kapati, a favorite, no doubt. One of his favorite players in the league. Uh, you left the door open for me here, so I'm going to use my flex spot on Kendall Fuller. Uh, so now you have uh, just a garbanzo bean secondary going up against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So it doesn't even matter if you're going to have a good pass rush against my offensive line. We can just throw the ball up, and those guys are going to win. Okay. Uh, so I thought you couldn't take a corner. I thought you already took three. Yeah, and I have a flex. I can take. A, I have a flex spot there. I can have four corners. So why, when I literally just said you can't take a corner, why wouldn't you say yes, I can still take a corner? Because we're playing a game against each other. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you the answers to the test. I'm not asking for the answers to the test. I mean, you're the ones who created. You're the just rules talking here. through your process you're, here. I can, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna okay. step in. Um, let me just pull up one thing in my notes here. If, if, wow. if All right, let me, I'll quickly run down the rosters okay. while you look this up. Right now, I have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Jason Kelsey on offense. Montez Sweat, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Reed Blankenship, Emmanuel Forbes, Kendall Fuller, and Percy Butler 
on defense. Zach has Sam Howell, DeAndre Swift, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, Lane Johnson, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Hassan Reddick, Cameron Curl, and Jordan Davis. I, I'm pretty sure Derek, that, uh, that Foster is there. I'm sorry, that Forrest is their starting safety. Uh, and not Percy Butler. Percy Butler played 65% of the snaps, okay, so they use him in that extra role. Um, Forrest played 100% of their snaps. Uh, Barton played 100% of their snaps at linebacker, and Davis played 78% of their snaps at linebacker. Yeah, I told you uh, Barton was the every down yeah, guy. Yeah, but uh, give me Jan- uh, uh, is it Jamon or Jamin? I think it's Jamin. Jamin. Jamin Davis. Uh, got some size, some punch in the middle there. Give me Jamin Davis. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of uh, not, not a lot of spots here where we both need people, so we can start to fill this out. I think the only place where that is the case is offensive line. So I'm going to go ahead and take. Uh, I'm going to start by taking Tyler Steen, even though he has not been active <laughs> Tyler yet. Tyler Steen doesn't play for the Eagles. And I'm okay. just going to take him on spec. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, then I will fill out uh, my corners. Or sh- should I just give you both my corners? Yeah, why don't you just go? I think we can. Well, you need, okay. take, take which center you want, and then, and then we can just fill yeah, this out. I'll, from I'll go Nick Gates. Okay. All right, you've got Nick Gates. Who do you want as your tight end? As my tight end. So... You got Logan Thomas yeah. or Jack Stoll, basically. Is or, Logan uh, Thomas John, banged or, up? Yeah, he is um, banged up. Yeah. yeah. You, you get John Bates. Not a big John Bates guy. Or Turner. Not a big mm. Turner guy. You know what? I'm going to go Logan Thomas. Uh, okay. Could be an empty spot. Could be an empty spot. Like Logan Thomas coming out of Vatek as a quarterback. Uh, watched him a lot in college. And I would also add that Tyree Jackson was compared to who? Logan Thomas. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, all right, who are your corners? My corners are uh, my man from Montreal. Uh, uh, Benjamin St. Just. <laughs> Benjamin St. Just. Um, you know, we, uh, we both share an affinity for Montreal. Mm-hmm. So happy to add him to the uh, group. And you're taking Josh Job? Yeah, I will go Josh Job. Okay, you need one more. <laughs> and. Uh, Man, that forward pick really messed with me, huh? Um, so I could go with Keely Ringo, or I can go... I'm going to go with Eli Rick. Wow, Eli Rick's um, on the board. Good for him. Yeah. Okay, and then your safety, you're going with Derek Forrest? Yes. Okay. I will go ahead and fill things out. I'm going to take... Uh, I guess I'll take Brian Robinson at running back. I don't, I, don't, I don't love him necessarily, but I'll take him. I will take uh, Olamide Zacchaeus as my third receiver. I will take Sadiq Charles at left guard. I will take... Do I want... You know what? I'm going to make one change if I can. Okay. The spot you can't make a change okay. at. And that's... I'm, I'm going to change Eli Ricks to Sidney Brown. Okay. As my slot corner. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I will take uh, Andrew Wiley as my right tackle. And then... Mm, I guess I'll put... I guess I'll put Steen at right guard and take Charles Leno. Not thrilled about that, but that's okay. Uh, Fletcher Cox at defensive tackle, and I'll take uh, I'll take Cody Barton 
as my linebacker. So, one that, last. That's a very bow pick, Cody Barton. Okay. Uh, Cody Barton Fink. Zach, your roster. Sam Howell, DeAndre Swift, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Nick Gates, Cam Jurgens, and Lane Johnson. They're going up against my defense of Montez Sweat, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Cody Barton, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Reed Blankenship, Emmanuel Forbes, Kendall Fuller, and Percy the Butler. On the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, Brian Robinson, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Olamide Zacchaeus, Jason Kelsey, Charles Leno, Sadiq Charles, Tyler Steen, and Andrew Wiley going up against Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Dayron Payne, Hassan Reddick, Jamin Davis, Benjamin St. Just, uh, Josh Job, Derek Forrest, Cameron Curl, Sidney Brown, and Jordan Davis. Tight matchup. Now, the quarterback delta is even more significant than last week. Hmm. Uh, so there's, there's going to be a point here when we see Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen even Matthew Stafford will make Matthew things interesting. Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. Yeah, that uh, Tua, that it's going to be a little different. But I got to go with the – you know, I, I thought my team would have won last week um, based on the offensive firepower that I had. And I think that the offensive line if, – if you're giving yourself credit for the O-line last week, you got to give me some credit for the O-line this week. Well, I'll give you credit, but we'll see how the game plays out. We shall. All right. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we are back 2.30 tomorrow afternoon with our uh, predictions, a little goose wisely, some more injury updates, maybe some whispers from the locker room that mm. Zach has found as the intrepid reporter that he is. So we thank everybody for watching and listening today. Make sure that you are downloading and uh, evangelizing the show to all your friends on YouTube. Hit subscribe, all that good stuff. And so for all of us here at PHLY, we thank you. And for Zach and Baldy and Bree and someone who has become familiar with Miss Pennsylvania, we thank you for watching. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.